0: Introducing the Mike Moore Ministries mobile app, your gateway to spiritual inspiration and godly leadership. With a host of practical features, it's like having a personal spiritual guide in the palm of your hand. Watch and listen to the How to Win podcast, get exclusive early access to the Answers That Work broadcast before it airs on television, receive uplifting and thought-provoking nuggets, and stay up to date with Mike Moore's speaking engagements through an interactive calendar. To download, visit your device's app store and search Mike Moore Ministries. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're in my leadership edition of the How to Win, and we're going to have a great time today. I am building for you, leader, what I'm calling a leadership organizational blueprint. I wanted you, and I believe God wants you to have a systematic way to think about leadership. This blueprint has seven components, and each component corresponds to a series title and a a series of teachings that I'm teaching you. The first component is purpose, and we taught a series, The Why Matters. The second component is vision, and it corresponds to the series. Seeing beyond the now. The third component of this blueprint is values. So what do you really value was a series we talked. Then our last uh, component was strategy. And we talked about the st- strategic visionary. We're going to begin the uh, fifth component of this blueprint uh, today. And it's on execution. And this uh, title that we will introduce today. We're calling it From Concept to Concrete. From concept to concrete. So, the theme of these two episodes is execution. We're going to be talking about execution from concept. Concept simply means it's abstract, it's an idea, it's a plan, or it's an intention. So Strategy, we talked about in our last, the last component, is a concept. Concrete means to make actual, to make real, uh, capable of being perceived by the senses. So execution brings strategy, which, which is a concept, into reality, and it does it execution brings the idea, it brings the strategy, it brings the plan into reality. So we're talking about execution. Strategy and execution are linked together. So I want to begin by giving a definition of execution, and then we're going to, we're going to Pull out principles from God's word because I believe that the word of God is the answer for leaders. I believe that there are principles in the world, uh, that apply to our everyday life. In fact, many of the business concepts that the world is governed by came out of scripture. And I wanted you to be able to, to be able to see that. And we've been looking at Jesus feeding the multitude. Bible says it took five loaves and two fish and fed over 5,000 men plus women and children. He did it supernaturally. But there was a strategy, we talked about it, and there was execution. So what is execution? Execution is about action. Action, not just ideas, not just concepts, but it's about action. Execution is the process. Here's a definition. It is the process of implementation. Implementing or carrying out or putting into action a plan, strategy, or set of tasks to accomplish a goal or a desired outcome. So in reference to Jesus feeding the 5,000, execution refers to Jesus taking the available resources, five loaves and two fish, and carrying out the actions necessary to satisfy a hungry crowd of people. Execution. In in the world of sports, when we talk about uh, maybe football or baseball or basketball, there's always going to be strategy. The coaches and the players, before the game is played, comes up with a strategy, a plan of how we're going to win. But the game day, execution will take that plan and bring it into reality. For example, in football, the the coaches and the players plan for the game on Saturday or on Sunday. But when Saturday comes, execution begins at the kickoff. It begins at the first snap. Now, we have to take what we have planned strategy, the concept, and we have to bring action to it. We have to bring the plan into reality through execution. In baseball, we plan the game, but execution begins at that first pitch or the first batter that comes up to the plate. In basketball, we had a strategy and a plan to win the next game, but when the ball is tip at the center court. Now we have to execute the plan. So execution has to do with implementation. We're going to take what we plan. We're going to take the strategy and then we're going to implement the strategy. So let's look quickly at the scope of execution. Execution can be very broad, but executing a strategy a strategic objective involves at least seven things. You know I like the, I like the number seven. It involves resource, assessment and management. assessing the resources and managing the resources. Number two, uh, execution involves right people put in the right roles, and focus on the right details. Right people in the right roles, focus on the right details. Thirdly, execution involves communication. Communication and feedback. Fourthly, execution involves decisions and risk. Decisions, executing involves decisions and risk. Fifthly, execution involves collaboration collaboration and trust. We collaborate, but we have to trust each other. Six, execution involves measurements and deadlines. Now, we're going to put it in a practical context, but I wanted you to have an overview. Number six, execution involves measurements and deadlines. And then uh, seven, execution involves accountability and the completion of projects and tasks. Now, I came up with, you know, I like seven, seven basic components of execution. We're going to give you the component and define it. And then we're going to drop that component in the context of Jesus feeding the 5,000 men, women, and children. And that, that, Supernatural uh, event uh, is recorded in Matthew 14, in Mark 6, and Luke chapter 8. So, seven basic components of execution. Number one is resource allocation. Say that. Resource allocation. Allocation. Say it again. Resource allocation. Now, resource allocation is the process of identifying and assigning available resources and to support the initiative and the strategy. You have to identify and assign the available resources to support the initiative or the strategy. And when we talk about identifying and assigning, we're talking about resources. We're talking about people, people resources, material resources, equipment resources, Financial resources. It could be technology or other resources, but resource allocation, identifying what resources are available, then assigning those resources properly to support carrying out the initiative. Now, when we look at the feeding of the 5,000 in Mark chapter six, verse 38, we see this component and I'll read it from the New King James Version. It says, But he said unto them, Jesus asked his disciples, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. That's Mark 6, 38. Jesus saw the multitude. The strategic initiative was to feed the multitude, but the first component is resource allocation, identifying and assigning uh, assigning the available resources. So we see Jesus saying to his disciples, how many loaves do you have? That's the resources. Go and see. And when they found out, they said five loaves and two fish. So before you can execute at the beginning stages of execution, the first component of execution, what resources do we have? What resources do we have? The second component to execution is breaking down the overall initiative feeding 5,000 men plus women and children. So it's possibly 20,000 people. That's that's the initiative. That's what we want to do. We want to feed 20,000 people, 5,000 men plus women and children. So the second component, we're going to break down the overall initiative into a series of project deliverables. We got to break this huge endeavor down into project deliverables. Now, breaking down the overall project in a series of project deliverables helps us to organize and helps us to manage the project effectively. In other words, get our hands around this thing, but we have to break it down. We break it down into smaller projects, smaller groups that are manageable. It helps, it does several things. Rather than trying to feed everybody at one time, and we break it down into manageable projects. We break it down into a series of project deliverables. It helps the work to go faster. And then it also is psychologically easier on the mind. And then thirdly, it reduces redundancy. Okay. We have 20,000 people we got to feed in this desert. Now, if we try to do it all at one time, it's going to be difficult. It's faster if we can break the project down. It's easier psychologically because now we're going to get something done and it helps us to be able to get something small done and then it motivates us to keep moving toward the overall goal. But it also prevents or reduces redundancy. We won't have all the disciples trying to feed the same people. Is that in the scripture? Yes, it's in the scripture. Mark 6, 39 through 40, it says, Then Jesus commanded the disciples to make the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks in hundreds and fifties. Now, remember, it's 5,000 men plus women and children, approximately 20,000 people but they didn't just try to feed everybody at one time. They broke it down. That's what I'm talking about. The second component, they broke it down into groups of hundreds and fifties. That's the second component. The third component of execution is responsibility assignment. Say that responsibility assignment. Responsibility assignment involves assigning and delegating roles and tasks to individuals and teams, ensuring clear accountability for who is responsible for each aspect of the initiative and strategy. In other words, now we've broken down the overall initiative. Okay, that was component two. Now, responsibility assignment is that we have to assign and delegate roles and tasks to individuals and teams. Now, we want to know who is responsible for what. We can't have accountability if we don't know who's responsible for what. So... Is that in the Bible? Absolutely. And Mark 6, 37, uh, after the disciples had said, send the people away, this is what Jesus answered and said to them, you give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. Something to eat. Now he's talking to his 12 disciples and he's assigning the responsibility to feeding these people, not to the grocery store, not to the Walmart, not to food world, you give them something to eat. Now, we know right away who is responsible for handing out the food, We who is responsible for directly feeding the people, the 12 disciples. Now, this third component, responsibility, should, in my opinion, and execution is done differently by different people, should involve prioritization and decision-making rights. Prioritization and decision-making rights. Prioritization relates to how Jesus will organize the distribution of the food to make sure all the needs are met. Prioritization, okay. Who are we gonna feed first? Prioritization. So let's paint a scenario. We don't know whether it happened exactly like this, but let's paint a scenario. Jesus says here, we're going to feed the children first because we want them to settle down. Because if they're hungry, they're going to be running all over the place. So we're going to feed the children first, prioritization. Secondly, we're going to feed the seniors because we want to respect them. Okay, we want to respect the seniors. Thirdly, we're going we're gonna, to uh, feed the women. After we feed the children, after we feed the seniors, we're going to feed the women, and then we'll feed the, the, uh, the uh, men. So children, seniors, women, probably throw teens in there, and, and men prioritization has to do with okay how are we going to distribute the food what order are we going to distribute the food i think this component responsibility assignment also should include decision making rights decision making rights decision making rights refer to the authority to make decisions in a particular context It would involve, from a natural standpoint, maybe empowering frontline workers and letting them make decisions on the lowest level rather than everything coming up to the the CEO and every decision coming up to the senior leaders, why not give decision-making rights to people who are on the front line? Now, when we drop this principle in the context of feeding the 5,000, if the 12 disciples have decision-making rights Okay. They are feeding the people. They're interacting with the people. And I'm telling you, that is a task. It is a task feeding hungry. It's a task dealing with a multitude of people, period. But hungry people, they probably complaining. They, they, what they didn't feed this and they, listen, I want more. I want this. Now, listen carefully. If Jesus if the 12 disciples has to escalate every issue, problem issue, up to Jesus, it's going to slow Down the process. We're going to waste time and then we're going to end up with a lot of frustrated people because they have to wait unnecessarily on the answer coming back from Jesus. Decision rights simply meaning giving authority to others to make decisions in certain contexts. And I believe that's also a part of responsibility assignment. And finally, and not finally, but in this episode, I want to cover four and we'll cover, we'll cover. Actually, we'll cover five in in this episode and then we'll come back and cover the next two in the other episode. So the fourth component of execution is milestones, milestones, and timelines. Say that milestones, timelines. Now we're going to give you a definition. Then we're going to drop it down in the feeding of the 5,000. Five milestones have to do with a measurable result or event in the project, in the stage of the project that measures the, the, pro, the progress that you're making, okay? Milestones is a measurable result or event in a project that marks a stage of progress. I'll give that definition again. Milestones is a measurable result or event in a project that marks the stage of progress. For ext- example, a milestone in the 5,000 would be we got all the kids fed. We got all the children fed. Now, everybody hasn't been fed, but we reached a milestone of feeding all the children. Timelines has to do with dates by which the result or event must be achieved. It has to do with a date Or a time or a date by which the result of event must be achieved. We got uh, everybody in their roles. We got everybody in their assignments. Everybody know what they're doing. We have certain milestones. We want to feed the children first. Then we want to feed the seniors. These are milestones. Then we want to feed the women another milestone. Then we want to feed the teens a milestone. We want to feed the men a milestone. But what is the time frame? What is the time frame? Remember, in this story, it is late in the day. Jesus had been teaching all day. The disciples says, send them away because it's late in the day. So the timeline is we got to feed them from this point before dark, from this point before dark in the four disciples of execution. The author presents a formula from X to Y by when from X to Y by when X refers to where you are today, why refers to where you want to go, and uh, by when refers to the deadline. When do you want to reach the goal? Now, in Mark 6, 35, it says, when the day was now far spent. His disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place already, and the hour is late. So, the hour being late speaks to timeline just a few hours to get everybody fed today before dark, milestones, milestones, and uh, deadlines. The fifth component, and this is the last component that we'll look at today, is a communication plan. If you're going to execute uh, and complete a project, you have to have a communication plan. The communication plan will outline outline how information will be shared, how we're going to share information in this project. Number two, who needs to know what, when do they need to know it? and how are we going to get the information to them? Are we, gonna, uh, are we gonna text them the information? Are we gonna email them the information? Are we gonna Zoom the information? Are we gonna have a, a meeting where we get the information to them? The target audience, we're gonna communicate and talk about the target audience. And then we wanna keep all of our stakeholders informed Give them the opportunity to give input. Our stakeholders will be our employees, our volunteers, our suppliers, our investors, our members. If it's a church, we want to keep them informed. And then when we look at the, this feet of the five thousand, I notice the communication flow. Mark six thirty seven, but he answered and said to them, Mark six thirty eight. But he said to them. Mark 6.39, then he commanded them. John 6.12, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. Notice communication. If you're going to execute a project, you have to have a communication plan. Listen, we covered five components. We're talking about execution. I want you to go back and listen to this podcast and I believe that God, something is going to rise to the top in your thinking and I believe you're going to be more systematic in your leadership. I believe that you're going to think through projects. I believe that we're going to Uh, that you're going to be successful in our next episode we're going to talk about systems and we're going to talk about uh, performance management systems and performance management now you say, well, some of this stuff just sound like that business talk, that business talk. Well, listen, if you're going to build something, achieve something, accomplish something large, you're going to have to have a business mindset. And all these principles we're showing you are. Uh, in God's word. But I have to close. Listen, I trust you've been blessed today. I pray that you have a, a great rest of the week and I look forward to seeing you next time.